Welcome to Engage Your Tribe, a podcast about the art and science of audience engagement. I'm Jeremy Shear, founder and CEO of Tribal Knowledge Podcasting, and my guest is Tim Whiting, VP of Marketing at Label Insight. Hey, Tim, how are you doing? Excellent. Excellent. Thanks uh, for having me, Jeremy. I was checking out Tribal Knowledge, and I think uh, it's really building a nice library of resources, especially for uh, what I look at it through a lens of early stage B2B SaaS companies. So mm-hmm. some good good, good content being built up there and appreciate the opportunity to, to add my voice. Well, awesome. Thanks for making time. So tell us about Label Insight. Yeah, Label Insight, we're the world's leading provider of product attribute metadata. So you might be thinking to yourself, well, what the what the heck is you know, product <laughs> right. attribute metadata? Well, product attributes, you can really think about it as all the characteristics of a product. And what really brings it to life uh, for most people is, you know, looking at through the lens of, of need states. So if you happen to be on the, the keto diet, you know, does a product qualify for the keto diet? If you uh, follow a gluten-free uh, health regimen, is a product gluten-free? Is it sustainable? Is it low FODMAP? Is it low sugar? There's there's literally thousands and thousands of these product attributes that we uh, that we track and define. So you can think of Label Insight as sort of cataloging the product attribute DNA of, of every product out there in the market. Food, food beverage, pet care, household cleaners, personal care. So really uh, consumer packaged goods. Oh, wow. Okay. Really interesting. So it, the very things that we buy and use and purchase every day, we just never think about that part of it probably. Yeah, absolutely. Well, people think about it, but it's, it's a challenge, you know, to really understand what's in the products you mm. put in your body, on your body, and really the products that are around your body. And more and more consumers are thinking about that. And more and more consumers are okay. searching for product uh, by need state. So for example, I right. saw some recent data, you know, more than 80% of the searches on Amazon are unbranded. So people mm. are looking for fragrance-free laundry detergent. They're not necessarily looking for Tide when they're shopping. And really, you know, this product DNA that, that Label Insight puts together really helps serve a variety of use cases like uh, hel- helping products be, be more discoverable online, mm. uh, helping okay. manufacturers with new product innovation. So understanding where they should invest to, to get products that meet the needs of changing needs of consumers, uh, helping with retail media. So how to, how to, ads mm-hmm. and promotions and things get targeted to you on a level that's beyond just, you know, very basic demographics or, you know, your, your shopping record. So yeah, it really is the foundation for a lot of interesting use cases out there. And again, it's, it's driven by consumer behavior. More and more consumers are following health regimens. More and more consumers mm-hmm. are aware of, of allergens and the need to avoid di- different allergens. And, and really as of late, shopping preferences to look for these types of products online have just, you know, grown exponentially a lot of it driven by the pandemic. So a lot Mm. of new consumers were introduced to the idea of looking for purchasing and and even, you know, picking up or delivering all all of it, you know, online, which was new to a lot of people. So there's these big market trends that are really making this an important topic. Okay. Really interesting. So who's your audience? Who's the audience you're trying to engage? Yeah. So we primarily, um, you know, serve large consumer packaged goods brands. So, you know, folks like Unilever, ConAgra, mm-hmm. J&J, and again, spanning, you know, household cleaners and, and, and pet care and just all sorts of, sorts of different manufacturers. And then also retailers that sell these products. So you can think mm-hmm. of them as, as grocery retailers. So the traditional grocers like, you know, Albertsons, but also there's a, a lot of new entrants that, that have you know, growing th- through the pandemic, like Instacart and DoorDash mm-hmm. and GoPuff and, you know, 
companies you may not have traditionally thought of as uh, as grocery retailers yeah. are, are selling a lot of these types of products. And then there's a group of, I would say, ecosystems. So folks that do you know rewards programs, Label Insight has Fetch Rewards as a customer, uh, works with Abada, and th- these are firms that help with loyalty and rewards programs. Um, so it's a pretty uh, pretty broad swath, but really it's it's all mm-hmm. about consumer packaged goods and and the mm-hmm. channels that get those goods to consumers. And and lately we uh, so about a month ago I think I told you offline we were acquired by Nielsen IQ. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so this is a company it's it's a part of Nielsen that was spun off spun off and really focused on on serving the same types of uh, companies and the consumers that that these these manufacturers and and channels serve and they really bring the unique perspective of, of retail measurement so what are people actually mm. buying through these channels so you think about you know our unique product DNA coupled with this this retail measurement data it's really really powerful but you know short answer who who we serve CPG brands grocery retailers Okay. And within those kinds of companies, who specifically are you trying to talk to? Who are the decision makers? Well, that that is the, the million dollar, sometimes $10 million question, who actually <laughs> is the decision maker? You know, in large, complex enterprise, typically it's a committee, right? And But we tend to position, you know, against use cases. And so e-commerce discoverability probably will be somebody that's interested in either e-commerce or omni-channel commerce within either a, a CPG brand or a retailer. If we're you know, positioning our value against new product innovation, there are whole teams within manufacturers, whether those are national brands or private label brands, you know, that are focused on new product innovation. So it might be an innovation team or you know, mm. something like that. So it really is, it's wide and varied and uh, it depends on the use case. Okay. And so, so that must present a unique array of challenges, given that there's lots of different decision makers that you or, or committees of decision makers that you have to engage with. So what are what are your main challenges in figuring all that out? Yeah, well, I mean, you hit the nail on head on one big challenge, which is, you know, once you once you get in front of an audience, how, how do you simplify it down and how do you mm. present it in the context that's interesting and relevant to them? I think for us, this idea, you know, and I sort of said it with tongue in cheek, like, you know, what our product, what is product attribute metadata, but that's been one of our biggest challenges, just highlighting that, that there are challenges that exist out there in the market, or you could also say major market opportunities that, that are related to product attribute metadata that, you know, these large CPG brands and these grocery retailers don't even know exists. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, there's this, this major opportunity, let's let's put it, and it's almost incomprehensible you know, to, to the folks who are trying to reach that an issue exists. So for example, like, you know, you go on the website and you're searching for gluten-free. I don't understand that, you know, you're, you're not finding all the things you're looking for on my website that how could that be? Like, I I can't, you know, I can't believe that that even exists or, you know, I'm a brand and, you know, trying to educate them that you might not know all these things about your own product. Remember, you know, label insight tracks over 24,000 attributes per product. And just, just that, you know, highlighting, you know, there's, a, there's this compelling issue that, that people should be pay, paying attention to. That's probably our, our biggest challenge is like, hey, get, getting people's attention that, that a challenge for them or an opportunity for them that is significant and, and very impactful on their business that it even exists. So in other words, educating your prospects that, hey, here's, here's the thing you don't, you, you've probably never even really thought about before, but this could add huge value to your, help you grow your business. So how do you do that? What are your best ways to educate people? We work in sort of a, I would call it a, a bite snack meal type model. 
And because mm-hmm. uh, it can be overwhelming. And the people we talk to, they have a lot of things to think about, right? Especially yeah. during a, a pandemic, right? But what, where we've been successful is, you know, at, at the bite stage, it really is about uh, awareness and education. And so it's really been about creating what I call content platforms that really bring a problem to life in a way that, you know, is in a context that's relevant to the folks we're, we're trying to engage with. So here's an example. You know, I, I hit highly on the, or at a high level on that idea that consumers are searching on your website, but they're not finding things. To bring that to life a little bit and, and to get people engaged with us in this bite stage, to even start a conversation mm-hmm. and, and start it down a path of being educated, we went out and did a survey. And so it was mm-hmm. not anything ex- exceptionally advanced. Mm-hmm. We went out and we, we looked at 30 top retailer websites and we went through their website and we searched for the top 100 need states that we, we know consumers are, are searching for. And then we compared the results that came back on the retailer's website to the products in their assortment that we know in our databases would qualify for these need states. Mm-hmm. And what we found was uh, over 90% of the products in their assortment that qualified for searches on their website to be brought back for these need state searches uh, didn't come back. Mm-hmm. So you just think about that for a minute. 90% of the products that that they could have presented to you as a shopper that you could have purchased that could have brought you know growth and profitability and shopper loyalty and all these things back to their business huge huge missed opportunity and mm. so that was a content platform and back to that sort of that epiphany like i i can't believe this is even an issue right um th- that was the content platform that really was able to bring to life with with data that it, it was fact so we went out we looked we searched we tallied we we did the analysis and we were able to prove out wow there's a really, really big market opportunity right now that is is, is being ignored, and and really the, these retailers and uh, are are failing, and so we're able to bring that to life at a at a high level through which you know what I call a content platform, which is you know it, it's an idea, it's it's data driven. Mm-hmm. I use the words platform because then you can activate it across you know multiple multiple channels. Right. Okay. So let's talk about those channels. So you have that really insightful, valuable data. And then the next step is presenting it to your prospects and and explaining it to them and getting them to be like, oh, okay. So which channels, yeah, how do you do that? Which channels do you use? Which seem to be the most effective? The most expeditious is somebody sees this information out in the media or something and comes to us and we move from the, you know, the, the bite to the snack. And the snack is we come back in, you know, in partnership with our sales team and say, Hey, some of the stuff we showed you with broad brushes, we're going to provide another analysis on your specific data. Mm-hmm. And we'll bring back a next level of specificity that really relates right. to, to your business and brings key lendings to your business and, and really sets that context. And again, tr- creates even a more compelling event because it's telling the story and the specific data of that, of that customer or prospect. Um, so that that's expeditious. It doesn't always go that easily. So when you talk sure. about activating these these platforms, it's really you, you know you can you can take content, and content is king, right? And you can apply it, you know, through through any channel, right? And um, it it could be a, a podcast, you know, mm-hmm. a lot a lot of times these types of data driven content platforms are very attractive to the media. So it can gain mm. un- un- unpaid media or unearned media pickup, very engaging with analysts. They, they love stuff like this. So industry analyst engagement, mm. and then, you know, just a demand generation activation through, through webinars, um, through outbound marketing programs that can be featured for inbound programs. So, you know, really across the gamut of every, every element of a business to business marketing mix, 
you mm-hmm. know, this, this type of content can be sliced and diced and applied and, and really brought to life very, very, very effectively. Okay. So it's, tell me if I'm right. It sounds to me like your strategy is to take this content and then use all available channels or a, a wide mix of available channels, everything from PR, getting it in the media to webinars to however you can. Is, is that right? Yeah, absolutely. Even, even down to, you know, fe- featuring it in, in pitch decks for that, mm-hmm. that one-to-one, you know, uh, engagement right. through our, our, our partnership with sales. So really, you know, any customer touch point and it works exceptionally well because it's, you're sort of dealing in the commerce of, in, of, of information. You're bringing, you know, valuable insights to the table and it can be very, very useful. I mean, I, this type of data can really help a, C, a CPG brand or a grocery retail fundamentally change their ability to deliver a great customer experience. And with that, all the great commercial benefits that come, you know, the, the shopper loyalty and the, and the, the sales growth and all the rest of that stuff. So mm-hmm. it, it really is, um, has proven out to be um, a very compelling way to, you know, not only drive engagement, but drive, drive that engagement throughout the, the entire purchase process through, you know, building a relationship as, as a data partner to these brands and retailers that then, you know, continues to grow and expand over time. Yeah. I mean, I really think that speaks to the value and, and, and the uh, lead generation power of taking the time to do some original research like you guys did and generate your own data to be able to show, hey, we're not just making a claim. This is backed by good, hard data. Here it is. Yeah, yeah. No, I agree. I think uh, it's a great way to cut through because uh, even, even if Sony might debate the data or debate the assumptions you know, that go mm-hmm. into how the data was gathered, it's a great foundation for a win-win co- conversation, right? Because you're, okay, if, if, if our assumption around this conversion rate isn't right for your business, what, what is the conversion rate that's right? And let's see, does that material cha- materially change, you know, how, how you might view this data? And oftentimes it doesn't. Uh, but again, just, just starting from a position that this is data-driven, this is yeah. voice of the customer coming into your business, really, really powerful. And again, it sets the table for those win-win conversations. Yeah, for sure. So now, given that kind of content and and your particular audience, I know you've described you use many different channels. Do you find that any one particular channel has proven like, yeah, this is the most effective for whatever reason? Yeah, I mean, I can answer it in a couple of ways. One, you know, we, we keep co- close track of, you know, how, how the different marketing tactics or campaigns or channels, whatever you want to call them, perform. But I would say in, in business to business, it's it's not that easy. It's not straight line attribution. There, there's a whole yeah. lot of different, you know, touch points. Some of them are visible, you know, to us as marketers. Some of them we can make assumptions about. Some of them we probably don't even know about. Mm-hmm. Uh, but with all that said, the, the, the le- leveraging a content platform, the most effective for us has been to to bring that to life through webinars that, that, you know, bring together our research with a trusted, you know, third party. So we've had great success with Forrester, you know, one of the industry mm-hmm. analysts, you know, bringing this to life a little bit and tying it into sort of broader industry trends. And, mm-hmm. and so that's been very successful in terms of, you know, starting these conversations, having the, the initial meetings, moving from, from bite to snack, and then yeah. hopefully to meal, which is, you know, a relationship, you know, an ongoing yeah. relationship with the, with the customer that that's worked the best. And I think it probably is, you know, people are interested in, consuming data in different ways. And, yeah. you know, my hypothesis is they, they see a content platform in the form of a report or something, and that's sort of cool. And you can bring some of the, the highlights out through infographics and other yeah. things, but it's rare that somebody's going to, you know, sit down with their, their coffee and, 
you know, read through a, you know, whatever is a 10, 10 12 page report. Yeah. So I think it really is that, Hey, I, I was interested by this initially. Now I'd like to hear somebody bring it to life a little bit and bring in some examples and, you know, have the opportunity to have some Q and a, so I, yeah. I think that's what's why it's proven out to be uh, very effective for us. Okay, excellent. So final thoughts, what's something that you've learned over the years and your career in marketing that you can share with our listeners to help them better engage their audiences? Well, the one uh, sort of a cheap answer, because we already talked about, it. I think this, I, you know, content really is king and can just continues to become more and more important, especially as, as different types of digital engagement channels proliferate, but creating content, you know, you know, pr produce content for reuse. So basically have a platform that upfront, you can think about re-spinning across different engagement channels, whether they're, they're podcasts or webinars or blogs or demand generation campaigns or your own website or whatever else. So I, I think that's uh that's an important concept. And, you know, again, this is a cheap one because it's, it's something you always hear, but you know, re really put effort into to testing and, and measuring and, mm -hmm. and, and continue continuing to iterate. Um, so when you've got a good platform and, you know, so, something works for a little while, it's, it's probably not going to, you know, continue to work. So just always keep uh, trying, trying different things and seeing what's, what's going to have the most impact in accomplishing your goals, which typically are, you know, building pipeline or, or, you know, running uh, account-based, you know, customer marketing type programs to, to land and expand and, 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 you know, improve retention rates. So yeah, that, that, that would be a couple things. One, get really great content and it's not easy, but, you know, invest the yeah. time to get really good content that's brought to life through data that you can spin, uh, you know, and, and adjust and, and easily apply across all sorts of different marketing channels and then have the discipline, you know, to keep an eye on it, to say what's, what's performing well, how do, what do we have to adapt? What things do we drop? And that, that way you're going to, you know, bring the, the highest return back to your business. Absolutely. I mean, those are some fundamental concepts and they bear repeating, right? Easier, I think everybody would agree, but easier said than done. It takes a lot of work, a lot of focus to actually do that at a high level. Yeah, that's absolutely correct. It's, it's easy to say this stuff. It's pretty hard to execute. So yeah, well, well said. Well, excellent. Tim, thank you so much for a great conversation. I, I learned a lot and I really enjoyed it. Yeah, thanks, Jeremy. Appreciate you uh, giving me the opportunity. That's it for this episode of Engage Your Tribe. You can subscribe anywhere you get podcasts on any podcast app. And while you're at it, you might as well give the show five stars and leave an over-the-top comment about how much you love the podcast. You know you want to. If you're a marketer or an internal communicator and you're interested in podcasting, we've got tons of free resources on the website at tribknowledge.com. That's T-R-I-B knowledge.com. Thanks for listening and staying engaged.